Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Westholm. We all know, from home cooks to restaurant chefs to eating enthusiasts, that the quality of your ingredients makes all the difference, especially when it comes to meat. Westholm, which is based in Queensland and the Northern Territory, Australia, is working with the land to create nature-led Australian Wagyu. They steward 16 million acres of rangeland, guided by the natural ecosystem where their cattle thrive. The result is high-quality Wagyu beef that reflects the terroir of Northern Australia and a flavor suited to complement any cuisine. Westholm believes that when nature leads, flavor follows. Learn more at westholm.com slash savor. That's W-E-S-T-H-O-L-M-E dot com slash saver. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Saver Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we've got a classic episode for you about quiche. <laughs> yes, I have not had quiche in a hot minute. Uh, I was trying to remember the last time I had quiche and I... I can't recall. I remember the last time I had quiche because it was last Christmas for breakfast. Uh, my aunt oh, Merkel really? made a lovely breakfast quiche, um, and uh, and I had a very small slice because I shouldn't really have a whole bunch of eggs. Um, but uh, but man, it was tasty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I miss it. I go. I guess quiche is something I have to have a craving for. Like it's like not what I would normally order. On a menu, but you know, when I'm in that mood, woof. Yeah. So good. Yeah. What I, uh. I I recall most about this episode, and we still get listener mail about it, which cracks me up, is the very odd gendering of quiche that took place in like the eighties. Right. <laughs> that is the standout from Yeah, it's and so strong so strong. I never would have imagined that quiche could could cause such a such a kerfuffle. Quiche kerfuffle. I bet that was a headline. I, I bet that somebody <laughs> went with that in the traffic. I like it. Um, Alliteration, you know? Oh, yeah. Quiche itself, is that's a good... I think you could use quiche for a lot of situations. It's like a, 
<laughs> you know, exclaiming something or like a curse. I think. Yeah, quiche. Yeah, see? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would love to know any listeners if you if you're making quiche or if you got a quiche recipe. Maybe now's the time. I've never made one, so maybe I should. Ooh, maybe I should yeah. give that a go. It's it's so. I mean, you know, like any time that you want eggs to be richer than they already are, and you also <laughs> want to eat pie crust, um, <laughs> quiche. It's perfect. It's a it's a terrific food for many reasons. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so we we will uh, let former Annie and Lauren take it away. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Annie Reese. And today we're talking about quiche. Yes. And and this is to kind of like stave off Annie's I'm not going to say insane, that would be impolite, but but just high-level egg fascination. I have a lot of enthusiasm for eggs. <laughs> uh, you probably got a taste of it in Whiskey Sour. When I discovered the complimentary bar egg, I went on a crazy Easter egg hunt. Uh, oh! Kind of, because I learned about Easter and why the whole egg thing. Anyway, Lauren was very kind and was like, well, let's do quiche, because there's also <laughs> another fascinating thing I stumbled across with quiche. So it kind of combined the two, and we will be talking about it, believe me. <laughs> so, quiche. Yeah. What is it? Quiche, uh, it's, it's one of those dishes that can be made with just about anything you like, but the base is so simple. It's just a savory egg custard baked into a single crust. Simple. Quiche. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can suspend cheese, meats, and or vegetables in the custard before you bake it. The result should be a, a velvety textured, kind of slightly quivery sort of jello-like filling in, in a nice flaky crust. And uh, quiche can be served either hot or cold or any temperature in between, really. Mm-hmm. A listener with the Twitter handle Restless Living says their father-in-law calls it omelet pie with that weird French name. That's such a dad thing to say. <laughs> Really is, and uh, and the variations are pretty much endless. Uh, the the crust can be pastry or puff or uh, or bread dough. The fillings can be just whatever you dang want. It's sort of like a custard based pizza. Hmm. Yeah, bacon, cheese, mushrooms, and spinach are pretty classic. But you can put anything you want in there. Options are endless, and according to Urban Dictionary, quiche is slang for hot or seriously hot or even. Next level of hotness. Wow. I've never heard this, but I thought it was interesting. Yeah, sure. So let's look at the history a bit. If we break quiche down to bare bones, a pastry shell filled with savory mixture of eggs, fat, and seasoning, they've been around since ancient Roman times. Yeah, this this was about the time that domestic chickens became widespread. And so with their newfound abundance of eggs, Romans figured out that eggs are pretty good binding agents. And they made lots of different eggy dishes called patina, um, named for the sort of pie pan that they were baked in. And these could be savory or sweet or both at the same time. And either more omelet-like or more custard-like. The, the custard part was kind of influenced by the Greeks. And I guess brains were a real popular add-in. Ooh, I didn't stumble across that in my research. Okay. <laughs> uh, there there you go. Um, but uh, they, they didn't necessarily have a crust. But when they did... The crust of these early quiches, much like 
coffins were not meant to be eaten. They were containers or even used as a sort of paper towel to soak up <laughs> the juices. Okay. Um, yeah, much like today's quiches, they could be really simple with just meat and potatoes or quite elaborate, made with quail, peacock, or whole stuffed lamb. Whole stuffed lamb and a quiche. Ooh. I don't Okay. That's a very large pie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes. Across Europe, you could find huge early quiches for ceremonies and small cold ones for more regular meals. And a whole trade existed around selling leftover pastry, sometimes made more appetizing, question mark, <laughs> when soaked with meat juice to the poor who would gather outside castles and other aristocratic dwellings trying to get some of the stuff. Oh. Yeah, a whole trade. Skipping ahead to medieval Europe, tarts at the time could be either a dessert thing or more of a non-dessert thing, and some of them resembled modern-day quiche. They'd sometimes be called uh, crustards. Crustards. I, okay. Which I just pronounced with a French accent. You I'm not did. sure why. I appreciated it. Okay. On Ember Day, a meatless day for Christians, there was a recipe for a tart that called for cheese, eggs, spices, and pastry crust. That sounds fairly quiche-like. And here's the recipe. It's in old ye old English, so here we go. <laughs> Parboil onions and sage and parsley and hew them small. Then take good fat cheese and bray it and do their two eggs and temper it up therewith and do their two butter and sugar and raisings of corns and powder of ginger and of cannel. Metal all this well together and do it in a coffin and bake it uncovered and serve it forth. Since we've mentioned the word twice, I want to remind everyone, in case anyone uh, either didn't catch our apple pie episode or is forgotten, the term coffin was uh, one of ye old terms for uh, for pie crust. Yes. Which is charming as all get out. <laughs> it kind of is. It's usually spelled with a Y, too. Yeah. So I appreciate it. As you do. But, yes. but yeah, no, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a nice quiche. I'd, I'd eat that. Mm-hmm. Another recipe of medieval Europe, tart du brie, also echoes of quiche. Take a crust inch deep in a trap. Take yolks of Aaron raw and shijuran and metal it and the yolks together and do there too powder, ginger, sugar, saffron, and salt. Do it in a trap. Bake it and serve it forth. I love serve it forth. I serve it forth. Yes. It sounds so much more epic than what's really happening. Yeah, yeah. You basically have to be like like Patrick Stewart in order exactly. to really say it correctly. Uh, these spiced baked custards with a crust were sometimes also called duchettes, and a honey-sweetened one was reportedly served at the coronation of King Henry IV in 1399. Ooh, very fancy indeed. When a lot of us think of quiche and the modern quiche, I'd wager quiche Lorraine comes to mind. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. This originated in what is now Lorraine, France, yes. But in medieval Europe, the area was the Germanic kingdom of Lotharingian. Uh, yeah, uh, Lorraine has actually only been under French rule for about 300 years now, like as in like, you know, 2017. Yeah. The word quiche itself comes from the Franco-German word for cake, Kuchen or Kuche. So it's actually kind of German. Probably a German chef created it. We don't know. Borders are complicated. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you haven't heard of quiche Lorraine, it's a bacon and, and classically Gruyere or um, sometimes creme fraiche. Right. Quiche. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. And they were generally made in a cast iron skillet. According to La Russe Gastronomique, quiche should only be served as an hors d'oeuvre. Never as a dessert course. Oh, no. That Definitely not. That is a big faux pas. <laughs> if you add onions, you have quiche alsacienne. Seriously, so many regional varieties. Oh, yeah. But 
What about quiche in the U.S.? Quiche in the United States? Maybe sexism? Oh, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) We'll talk all about that after a quick break from a word from our sponsor. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy piña colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm-hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip together. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com.
So quiche started as a staple in rural areas, which the simplicity of ingredients kind of reflects. Sure. You know, you've got eggs, you've got a little bit of leftover dairy, whatever else in your um, icebox you need to get rid of. Right. But it spread from there becoming popular in the U.S. sometime around the 1950s, really trending in the U.S. in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yeah. Quiche in America was a bit more like a pie casserole thing than the traditional French quiche. French quiche was thinner compared to the deep dish American variety, of course. Americans Ah. added all kinds of stuff to quiche. It was fairly common to find quiche on restaurant menus. You could buy slices of quiche, typically served with a salad, pretty much anywhere. You could have quiche for brunch, for lunch, for dinner, as a snack. You get the idea. According to Jean Anderson's The American Century Cookbook, the most popular recipes of the 20th century, despite a handful of cookbooks containing quiche recipes from the 1930s onward, quote, quiche madness didn't descend upon us until the late 1970s and go-go 80s when chefs outdid themselves dreaming off-the-wall combos. And Sylvia Lovgren wrote in her book, Fashionable Food, Seven Decades of Food Fads, While quiche was both a popular and hearty appetizer, it was also sturdy and could be held for hours. Quiche's enduring popularity into the 70s had a great deal to do with the scope it allowed creative cooks. Mm. And speaking of creative cooks, Julia Child helped make quiche more mainstream in the U.S. by including it in her cookbooks, which chefs referenced for menu item ideas. Her version of quiche Lorraine did without the bacon. Huh. Just FYI. Okay. And quiche grew popular in England around the same time, although they called it ham and cheese pie. And it also sometimes had a top crust. Quiche with a top crust. That's bold. (laughs) Very bold. (laughs) Mm. When the Kennedys are in the White House, their love of French food was well known. From René Verdun's 1967 The White House Chef Cookbook, Mr. Kennedy was very fond of the tiny quiches he had for lunch. And this cookbook included a recipe for quiche Lorraine. We may have reached peak American quiche in the early 1980s. By 1981, there were these boutique quiche restaurants like Ms. Tish's in L.A., and they were selling pies for up to $50 a pop, which is a little bit over $130 today. Wow. Yeah. uh, According to an article from the time in People magazine, their clientele list read like the Bel Air phone book. There was an article in People magazine. About About a quiche boutique? Yes. That's pretty excellent. (laughs) But it couldn't last. No. No. The quiche bubble burst. It did. The popularity (laughs) of quiche took a steep dive in the U.S. and in the U.K. to a lesser extent in the 1980s for two main reasons. Fear of cholesterol and masculine stereotypes. Bum, Mm. bum, bum. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so this brings us to the weird kind of sexist bit of the episode. Uh, So, okay, there is this kind of oversaturation of quiches in popular culture, and they're a little bit fussy to make, and they were perceived as kind of bougie, sort of like the pumpkin spice latte of their time, I guess. And so they wound up seeming unmasculine. Yeah, to the ridiculous point that in 1982, a book descended upon the U.S. called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche. It was written by a 20-something-year-old humorist, a satirist, uh, first as kind of a long essay that was published in Playboy and then expanded into this book that would sit on the New York Times bestseller list for over a year. Wow. And I have kind of a long quote I want to read about how it started from an April 1st, 1982 article in the Chicago Tribune written by Bob Green. So you can kind of get a taste of what this was. Rejoice, all you American men who are sick of having... Alan Alda held up as your role model. (laughs) 
Racquetball held up as your sports model and quiche held up as your food model. You have a new hero. His name is Bruce Feirstein. He is an author and his credo is simple and pure. Real men don't eat quiche. Feirstein has set out to define once again to a nation that has somehow forgotten it what real men are and what real men do. The first salvo of his real men manifesto appears in the May issue of Playboy. And then he goes on to quote uh, Fierstein. Real men do not have meaningful dialogues. <laughs> real men do not find things super. Real men do not wear anything with more than four zippers. Real men do not wear bikini underwear. Real men do not have vanity license plates. Four things you won't find in real men's pockets. Lip balm, breath freshener, opera tickets, and recipes for quiche. A real man would be an airline pilot. A quiche eater would be a travel agent. The real man's diet? Steak, hamburger, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> pizza burger, chili burger, ham and Swiss on rice, spaghetti, macaroni and cheese, french fries, home fries, hash browns, potato chips, pretzels, beer, imported beer, imported dark beer, corn on the cob, orange soda. Real men will avoid the quiche of death. <laughs> That's some pretty serious stuff. Oh, was there a problem with, with like, chapstick and breath freshener? I, I don't know if <laughs> I want You're just supposed to have chapped lips and smell terrible, and all the ladies will want to kiss you then. Oh. Yeah, so that's a lot. This is also, uh, I ran across this, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to do quiche that I mentioned in the beginning. <laughs> Real men don't eat quiche, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> I need to look into this. So after that, There was a follow-up from the April 12th edition of the Chicago Tribune. Egads, it looks as if the quiche eaters really are about to take over the world. Recently, we discussed the real men versus quiche eaters controversy. Now I've come across startling evidence that indicates the quiche eaters are becoming a greater force than anyone may have previously imagined. An all-too-real man caves into quiche. (laughs) This piece would go into uh, how one Eric Weber, who had previously written a book called How to Pick Up Girls, followed it up with a decidedly different book called Connecting. (laughs) Okay. I think the whole thing was meant to be at least a little bit facetious or satirical, but I'm not positive that all of the fans of the book got that. No. And when I first found this... A lot of people took it very seriously. Yeah. Uh, or not very seriously, but they agreed with it. Yeah, yeah. They took it on as kind of their yeah. own credo. Whew. So sorry about it, Quiche. And then in 1987, um, the Chicago Tribune's Beverly Dillon wrote, In the fickle world of food fads, one of the biggest trends a few years ago was the quiche. Basically a pie crust filled with an egg custard, the quiche lends itself to embellishment. Cooks found that just about anything could be added to the egg filling, from vegetables to seafood. Quiche became so identified with trendy food that it inspired the popular question, do real men eat quiche? (laughs) After that, the dish seemed to lose favor. It's now time to bring it back. Some real men say now is the time to bring back quiche. (laughs) There's a lot of um, debate about the quiche. (laughs) I guess it's kind of been rehabilitated. Although I will say I think of it as kind of a fancy brunch thing, and I do personally feel like I see more women ordering it. And in my own experience, the only time I've ever had quiche ever is at funeral weeks. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I kind of have a negative association with it, sure. It's just like 
people bring it, I guess, because it can be served at any temperature. Oh, yeah, yeah. It lasts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got a lot of protein in it. You know, that's that's good. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to give it a another go. Very, it's, it's one of the foods that I shouldn't really eat because of the high egg right. content. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Too bad. It's okay. <laughs> Speaking of this question of quiche, uh, in 2010, there was a study that was published in the journal Social, Psychological, and Personality Science called Real Men Don't Eat Quiche, Regulation of Gender Expressive Choices by Men. Hmm. The authors ran a series of experiments to see whether men and women would, would display a preference for masculine-perceived or feminine-perceived foods from a menu, and furthermore, whether they would be stressed out about their choices. And uh, they used word choice along with kind of common stereotypes, you know, like meat is masculine, salad is feminine, to, to create these, these perceptions. Mm-hmm. And they found that given a too short chunk of time to choose something from the menu, both men and women would order a pretty even mix of uh, masculinized and feminized foods. But given as much time as they wanted to peruse the menu, men would gravitate towards the masculine foods. And women would still order basically whatever they wanted. Yeah. They later ran an experiment that found that that having to pick amongst these lady and dude gendered items did indeed seem to stress guys out. Uh, men performed worse on a subsequent uh, memory task mm-hmm. and women did not. And this all seems to confirm other research that men are generally more concerned about appearing gender normative than women are, up to and including their dietary choices, a.k.a. the patriarchy hurts everyone. Yes, it does. And back on my old show, back when I used to produce um, Stuff Mom Never Told You videos, we did an episode on um, why men are more associated with, like, meat, eating meat. Ew! And um, it's really interesting and has to kind of do with the fact that they were working, like, old, old times, old days. They Uh were working long hours, like, physical physical work. Mm -hmm. And it was a special thing. Oh, uh And so... Hmm. Just to fuel them for their hard labor, they got the first choice of meat. They cut it and they got to eat it. Anyway, we should do a whole episode on it sometime. Oh. It's it's really interesting. Yeah, that sounds nice and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. but really, but really fascinating. And I and I love that kind of study. I'm glad that uh, that there's there's research into it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of hard work and intense labor, we've got some physical chemistry coming up next. Ooh. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. 
But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, so quiche science. Ooh, quiche science. Yeah. So a quiche is a type of uh, baked or set custard. And in this, you've got four basic stuff things at play. You've got you've got egg whites, egg yolks, milk fats, and milk mm, kind of watery stuffs. Sounds so appetizing. The stuff that isn't the fat. Right. Yes. It sounds really delicious when you put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, um, so, so the egg whites. The egg whites are the kind of jelliest part of an egg. They contain these proteins called albumins that start out as kind of tight, individualistic coils of amino acids. And these protein molecules have both hydrophilic or water-loving bits on their outsides and then hydrophobic or water-hating bits kind of curled up on their insides, similar to proteins in milk. Unlike in milk, though, when you heat them up, they lose their structure. Suddenly, all of those water-hating bits are freaking out and looking for something to protect them. So they cling to other protein molecules, meaning that the proteins all wind up linking with each other and uh, therefore trapping bits of liquid amongst themselves. 
The proteins in the egg yolks coagulate similarly, but at a higher temperature than the whites do. So, so you can kind of game your quiche by adding different ratios of whole eggs to just yolks or just whites. Uh, more whites mean that you get a firmer gel that you have to be kind of a little bit extra careful not to not to burn or scramble when you're cooking it. Um, and more yolks mean a softer gel that's a little bit more forgiving. Hmm. Meanwhile, okay, the, the milk fats and the milk watery bits. In a quiche, uh, these are going to be the bulk of the liquid that gets trapped up by those coagulating egg proteins, all right? Uh, so, so your balance of milk fat to milk watery stuff will affect the creaminess, the, the mouthfeel of the final product. Uh, if you want an extra creamy quiche, you can also sub in some creme fraiche or sour cream to, uh, to help out with this. But you do have to be a little bit careful because, um, because water and water-soluble minerals help create an ideal gel in the quiche. Uh, the, the minerals help create more bonds among the protein chains, cr- creating the, the really good wobbly network that you're looking for. A wobbly network. A wobbly network. I love this. I always make the outlines, and I, I have sections for science, and I'm like, oh, I'll leave that one to Laura. And she <laughs> never lets me down. This is so cool. I love knowing this stuff because it helps you when you're, you're cooking if you know why. If you know why the science works, then yeah. Exactly. You're, like, you're like, oh, it helps you troubleshoot a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of cooking, we do have a few cooking tips for you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, so to keep your custard stable, a.k.a. smooth instead of chunky, Nobody likes a chunky custard. Um, you can you can take a couple steps. First, you can add up to a tablespoon of flour to your custard base. Whisk it in there. That'll help absorb water and, and blend it throughout the mixture, uh, avoiding any lumps from pockets of steam. Also, experts recommend to bake your quiche low and slow, no higher than 300 degrees, and uh, maybe lengthen the baking time accordingly to about an hour or so. Higher heat can scramble the egg proteins before they have a chance to to gel up with all of that delicious dairy. Mm -hmm. You should also uh, cook and season your add-ins separately to prevent them from, uh, from messing up that water ratio in your custard. You should maybe think about prick the pie dough with a fork or what have you before pouring in the egg custard mixture to prevent rising. Uh, and this this way you won't have, yeah, little weird puffy bubbles in your crust. You could also try brushing the crust with egg whites. That's a step you would take after you uh, par or blind bake the crust, but before you pour in the custard. And it helps uh, seal the crust against any moisture in the custard to, uh, to keep it crisp. Use one egg per person as a general rule of thumb, and the cream should be more prominent than the eggs. There is a lot of debate uh, mm-hmm. about the correct ratio of egg to dairy and whether you should use all whole eggs or some whole eggs and some separated yolks and the correct ratio of milk to cream. You know, everyone agrees that you want to taste the eggs but not wind up making an omelet and that you want it to be rich but not too rich. But no one really seems to agree on, like, which point in any of these spectrums is just right. Um so if you're not sure where you fall in this debate, then try try a recipe that's sort of middle of the road first with about half milk and half cream and approximately equal volume of egg to dairy, which means about five eggs per cup of dairy. In metric, that equals about two eggs per 100 milliliters. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Some tips to help you next time. Um, another thing you might think about if you're getting creative when researching this one, I stumbled upon a recipe for a quiche that was made with a Doritos crust. Dorito crust? Ooh, yeah. like nacho Doritos or like Cool Ranch? I think it was nacho. Oh, the, man. The bright powder made me suspect nacho. Yeah. I, I believe you, but now I really want a Cool Ranch crust. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of, yeah. The person who did it was saying he was trying to make it um, less of this, the bougie thing that we were talking about. Uh-huh. So, like, bring it into <laughs> the pop culture. Back, I don't know. Back into the band cave. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, it's got a Doritos crust, fellas. Now you can enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the end of this classic episode on Quiche. I hope you appreciated what former Annie and Lauren had to say. <laughs> it always feels uh-huh. kind of like a weird, <laughs> I don't know, like a like a time travel situation. It does give me that that vibe. Uh, what was I thinking about when I recorded Quiche? Oh, it's a different person then. I I know, right? Yeah, because th- this episode came out originally in um, October of 2017, which, according to COVID time, is like 39 million years ago. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like a fossilized podcast. (laughs) I'm like, no, no one was alive then. Like, yeah, like that. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly they weren't eating quiche. (laughs) No, it seem it does seem really, really wild. Um, uh, but but yeah, th- I, thank you for going on this time travel journey with us. Um, yes, I, I hope, I hope, um, I hope you're 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 gonna go make a quiche. Yes, yes. Um, and I, we both hope that you're having safe, happy holidays. And if quiche yeah. is involved. Well, please let us know about it. <laughs> um, you can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at SaverPod, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. Life in our modern age comes at you pretty fast, which makes our time away especially valuable. When I take time to relax, I like to get far from my everyday life, immerse myself in natural beauty, and have unique experiences. But you don't have to leave the U.S. to experience tropical rainforests and islands filled with adventure, warm culture, and national treasures. Visit Puerto Rico, an island with a vibrant spirit that will sweep you away. Because when you visit, you don't become part of the island, it becomes part of you. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. Puerto Rico, where visits end, but stories last forever. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.
Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is.